0: Hey guys, Roger here. Just a note to today's listeners, today's episode discusses technology provided by a company called InPiction that tracks kids' locations using their phones. In this segment, we suggest that the company pitches itself as a way to prevent school shootings. The company later clarified that it only markets itself as a way to improve school safety. That being said, we are re-uploading today's episode with this disclaimer to further clarify things. Thanks and enjoy the show. Schools are starting to track kids using their own smartphones.
1: We break down how this works and whether or not you should be concerned. Stick around for your Daily Charge.
0: Good morning, welcome to Daily Charge. It's Tuesday, February 25th. I'm Roger Chang. I'm Alfred Ning. And here are today's headlines At least 10 schools across the U.S. have rolled out a system that tracks and potentially surveils students using the signals from their phones. Alfred, how does this work? All right, so you ever been
1: uh, to a mall and, and you know, they-, they I hate have malls, be- no. No, okay, so you've never been to a mall. <laughs> so there's these things called radio frequency scanners that mm-hmm. pick up signals on your phones that are things like your Bluetooth signal, your Wi-Fi signal. Um, some, in some cases like your cell frequency signal, mm. um, and it uses that as a location tracker instead, right? So so the
0: idea that these phones are constantly pinging the network for a connection and it's that ping they're tracking yeah. and using to locate you.
1: So they're able to do that and say like, okay, there's a phone here, there's a phone here and Unless these phones have some ta- somehow gained sentience and are walking on their own, they're most likely attached with the person. So they're using that to, uh, they use that to track people in malls to say like, oh, there's this many people at this store today. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we know like how well traffic does. That's kind of what like marketers use that data, right? Sure. They also use this in prisons to basically detect any kind of contraband because, you know, inmates aren't allowed to have cell phones or anything like that. Um, So they're now bringing this into schools Mm. where they're using that to track students uh, throughout their day. Um, And it's not just their phones, right? Like, so if it has any kind of signal. So like, your, your, your kid has like a new pair iPad. of Airpo- AirPods or anything mm-hmm. like that that's being tracked. Um, and, you know, obviously there are some kids that are too young to have phones, right? So this company in Piction decides, Hey, we are going to introduce, uh, wristband trackers for mm. them where mm-hmm. it, it basically kind of works like a Fitbit, um, yeah. where they use that to also track like their steps and their calorie counts, right. um, and their heartbeat, which, uh, this is pitched as something to, you know, be a school safety thing. Right. right? So,
0: I mean, that's, I think that's why a lot of schools might be inclined to look at this, right? The idea that this, the promise here is that it's supposed to be a safety issue it's supposed to prevent school shootings but we've talked about this you've talked about this before like that's not necessarily the case right no absolutely not I mean
1: so the way that it's supposed to work as a school safety tool is say you know they have every kid's like phone registered mm-hmm. already so if a new device comes on campus and it's like hey we don't know like whose phone that is what's going on here they send a security guard to go check it out right uh, the problem with an idea like that is you know kids get new devices all the time sure. and, and it's not like what if they get a new pair of headphones that are not right. registered then, then it becomes like sending a security guard every day for something like that.
0: Also, I mean, for a lot of the school shootings, they're often they're done by students who would be yeah they in would the be system, registered, right? so they yeah. wouldn't actually be flagged.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's the problem with a lot of the technology uh, being you know proposed as school shooting mm-hmm. prevention, where there is absolutely no proof that this technology works. But obviously, well, with like that
0: said, though, I mean. I get that it's a very specious argument, preventing school shootings, but uh, in terms of preventing, I guess, unwanted people, strangers, like adults who mean to do harm, like this system would actually trigger like the security, would alert security that like these I mean, yeah,
1: but why would you, okay, so try convincing a school board to spend $1.4 million Mm -hmm. on something like this to prevent just a guy that you don't want on campus, like an annoying person or- or try convincing them saying you can use 1.4 million dollars to, to stop shooting. Stop shootings. Yes. Like they use yeah, that yeah, yeah. logic a lot because like fear is what sells.
0: So that I mean that's a really good point. are schools really doing this? Are they using the school shooting thing as a reason as the the impetus to actually get the money? And then but they're really actually using it to like track kids. I mean I track... don't
1: see schools making this pitch that much. So much as I see These you companies. Know, companies making this right. pitch to get schools to spend money on them. Um, and I think the onus is really on them right to right. prove that this technology works because like ultimately schools are spending this money and yeah. and you know I don't know how well funded the school districts are in your area but you know across the country it really is like they're kind of starved for resources absolutely and you could be pay- using that money to pay teachers more you could be mm-hmm. using that money to pay for more guidance counselors or after school programs that would you know actually help out the kids rather than these security systems that you know, Might be helpful one day, but like the rest of the time is there. It's a
0: fascinating debate because um, I, look, I'm not, I have two kids. I'm not averse to um, putting trackers on my kids, frankly, which I know you think is, is, uh, you know, a privacy issue. But the, the key difference here between what this is and what I'm thinking about is like, this would be a tracker that I would put on my kid that I would have control over, right? That would be cellular. Yeah, yeah. Or you could sell that
1: data on your kids. Exactly. You know? yeah. Exactly.
0: If Google wants it, I, I'll, I'll. You know, if they yeah. give me enough money, I'll do it. But um, the fact that it's a school doing it and it's only limited to the school is, uh, and it's it, it's an opt out program. Like, yeah, you, you have to
1: tell them, please don't track my kids. Right. And than- also,
0: if parents do opt out, doesn't it make the system kind of irrelevant?
1: Uh. Well. Not only that, but it's also like, even if you opt out, you are still being tracked in a way, right? Like, mm. if, if I'm not in school one day because I opted out of being in class and they have the attendance sheet and they say, oh, Alfred wasn't here today. I mean, like, they have that mm. data still. Right, like, right. Omission of data is still like data that's collected.
0: That is a fair point. Um, but yeah, it's it's a, I mean, it's a fascinating thing because like, I think there is a line, like parents, you know, from our perspective, it's, we are definitely willing to bend privacy rules yeah. when it comes to keeping our kids safe right that's ultimately yeah. the priority so um but how it's done is is uh the execution is really the key and like i don't know like if, i said i mean like i, I don't I know think, if like letting the school handle it is the best thing
1: i think a lot of it comes down to like a heat of the moment kind of thing right, right. where it's like if there's a fire in a building like you wouldn't care about like privacy issues yes. there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. like i guess the question is like how often is a building on fire and like would you want to have your privacy invaded the rest of the time so that it would save you in that situation
0: it's an interesting debate cuz with school shootings and the frequency of school shootings and i and we can take off the table the fact that maybe this thing doesn't even isn't super yeah. effective when but in the terms of the argument like if you made the argument that this prevents one school shooting i think for most parents that would be enough oh well to yeah take away the yeah privacy, i mean obviously right? one school that's, shooting is like, that's, more that's, than yeah and i think that's why the argument is so compelling even though it may not be as effective as these companies claim, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, that's
1: the idea, right? They say, you know, you're trading off your privacy for safety. Right. But if you're not actually getting the safety that they're promising, are you actually trading yeah. anything off? Right.
0: All right. Also today, Firefox just announced that it's putting in place something called DNS over HTTPS, a protocol that's supposed to make your browsing experience a lot more private. Technology prevents other people from tracking you when you type in an address for, say, cnet.com. Uh, Firefox and its creator, Mozilla, has long been a champion of privacy, although folks are still using the Chrome browser. Alfred, what do you think?
1: Let me just preface this by saying that the Chrome browser also does this, but you have to turn it on by settings. Yes. And if you've watched the show before, you understand how frustrated I get about default settings. Yes. But um, I kind of want to just break down what DNS sure. over HTTPS is, just because it's a lot of, it's like a lot of it's alphabet lot, soup It's here. a lot of letters. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So DNS, think of that as like a phone book, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the way the internet works is that like you, you type in a URL and you go somewhere, right? But the URL is not what like is actually going right. on behind the scenes. You're going to like the IP address, but you're not, you're going to, you're more likely to remember cnet.com over like 10.1.82, yep. Yep. whatever. um It's the same way. Like you don't remember everyone's phone number, but you have their contacts like listed mm-hmm. there. So that has been like how the internet has worked for like decades. And that has... N- been sending over HTTP for a long time, for a really long time, which is not good because that's not encrypted. And like your ISP, uh, another acronym, I'm sorry, your internet provider can like use that data and say, oh, this person goes on CNET a lot. Let's put like tech advertisements for this person. Yep. Um, so once it's encrypted, then it becomes kind of a way to say like, Hey, uh, you can't like look at this data mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. And the thing that Mozilla is doing is like, is a very big deal that they're making a, a default yes. option where yeah. you don't have to do anything, which is how things should be. Right.
0: Well, look, Google, which owns the Chrome browser makes a lot of money on advertising. So like taking that, taking that feature away, or taking that ability to to peer into what that traffic looks like. You know, yeah, it's not great for his business
1: so, so DNS based ad, ads are a lot more for internet service providers mm-hmm. than they are okay. for like your browser right. um, because like if you search stuff by HTTPS that's also encrypted um,
0: yeah.
1: so Google has a lot more ways of targeting your ads like rather than using that kind of security I don't know why they haven't made it by default yeah. they absolutely should um, I just don't know how much of their money like actually comes from that
0: gotcha. for the Daily Charge I'm Roger Chang I'm Alfred Ng thanks for joining us